Benjamin Franklin once said, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. The fact is, quality matters. Join us as we make quality fun, interesting, and accessible to companies of all levels. Quality matters is a must-listen for all things quality. Listen in, ask questions, and get back to doing what matters most. Quality Matters, brought to you by Texas Quality Assurance, where quality management gets simplified. Hello and welcome back to the Quality Matters podcast. I am Kyle Chambers and we don't have Darcy here today, but I do have a uh, another frequent guest uh, returning to us. We've got Mark LaCour going to be on the podcast today. And today is a combination of just normal podcasts, talking about some fun, interesting topics, but we're combining that with uh, discussing an upcoming conference that we've got. So this is a really, really fun idea that we had last year, kind of talking about uh, contingency plans and especially, you know, from uh, living in the Gulf Coast, from everything from hurricanes to the Stomageddon a few years ago, everything that happened with COVID. Lord knows there's uh, no shortage of areas where your team, your business can struggle uh, from different risks and, and problems that we encounter on a very regular basis. So we decided to put together a conference to kind of talk about these things, provide some tools, resources. And one of the big things is we just want to get as much information out there that is helpful to you. So that's what we're going to be discussing today. So with that, let me bring on uh, Mark LaCour. If uh, you've not been following the podcast before, of course, I don't know how many people don't know this guy uh at this point but uh uh mark is uh with the uh, oggn and my gosh y'all got like every podcast under the sun for the oil and gas so it's really really awesome to have you here yeah, good to be back and there's a lot of people who don't know me but most importantly i know you and you know me so we're in a good place <laughs> cool well hey want to uh first kind of give folks just a little bit of uh in info on the conference we've got coming up. So this is going to be happening uh, later this year in uh, Pasadena, but we've got really a lot of fun topics where uh, we're, we're kind of talking about. So um, Mark, I know this is something that was a little, a little unique is we'd never seen any type of a uh, business continuity conference for the energy industry. So kind of, you know, let's, Let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what folks can can expect from the conference and some of the topics that we're we're going to be discussing and, and helping folks out with there. Yeah. So before we go there, let's talk about the why. Let's talk about sure. why you and I decided this is important. So right now, the world's in a bit of an energy shortage. Uh, and energy is something that is invaluable to everybody. You may Man. not realize that the cup of coffee you had this morning required so much energy to grow those beans, to ship them, to um, yep. roast them, to refine them, to actually brew them into whatever coffee brew of choice that you use. And so what happens is we don't notice energy until it's not there. Yep. And here in the Gulf Coast, we're in kind of the, the epicenter of <laughs> a lot of the energy industry itself, a lot of the petrochemical mm -hmm. plants, the refineries, pipelines, um, even the exploration or production. And we can't have any of that sort of stuff go down. Mm -hmm. And when it goes down, it's an issue. Not only is it an issue to the quality of life of people, but it also can be dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. And then it affects companies' bottom lines. So we decided, it's like, you know what? Keeping everything up and running is so important. We need to do a conference. And then what we decided yep. was, this should not just be a conference of the big boys, right? Yeah. If you're a small two-man shop and you have a product or a service that helps keep businesses up and running, we want you to come and join us. Yeah, we want to absolutely. showcase what you're doing because it's important to everybody. And 
like Kyle mentioned earlier, you know, in the Gulf Coast, I mean, we're living Hurricane Alley, and then we have these frequent <laughs> storms, we have pandemics, yep. flooding, all kinds of different natural and man-made disasters that can have impacts on people's business. And we just want to bring everybody together in one place to learn and to yep. learn how to mitigate these impacts so that if something bad happens, not only are your people safe, but your business stays up and running and profits keep rolling in. I couldn't have said it better. And I mean, that is, that's it. That's hitting the nail on the head. And I mean, this is so much of what is in the background of running a business that folks don't usually think about. And to be honest with you, I think a lot of folks consciously try to avoid thinking about because it's like, well, what am I going to do if a hurricane comes? I can't stop the hurricane. You know, right. what am I going to do if we have another pandemic or supply chain issues? Like I can't do anything about it, but Maybe you can. And that, that's kind of the, the point that we want to get to is like, well, you know, what can we do to better prepare? You know, again, we, we talk about the quality management systems all the time. And so API has a, a standard for oil field service providers, uh, API spec Q2. In it, they have the explicit requirement for contingency plans. So it's like, OK, well, we need a contingency plan. Uh, what, what, what for? You know, what, what for, you know, I remember when I worked for the uh, 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 turbine industry is I remember management coming to me one day saying, Kyle, we need a business continuity plan. I'm like, cool. I barely even know what those three words mean strung together. So, yeah, let me let me get one written up for you real quick. So, Mark, what are some of the things that uh, I guess you've kind of seen uh, different businesses do to help prepare for these issues ahead of time? And, you know, what are some things that folks might could expect from the, the conference and some of the content that we're going to be have coming out beforehand? Yeah. So planning is super important. You want to think through every scenario and you want to think through the scenario from worst case, uh, worst case scenario to least case scenario. Let me give you a good example. Let's talk sure. about connectivity. Right. So I run a podcasting company. I have people all over the U.S. I actually have people all over the world. And being able to access our records, our files and everything is vital to keep our business running. So what happens if I lose connectivity for an hour? That's not that yeah. big a deal. But what happens if we lose connectivity for the whole company? It just winds down and stops. Yep. So simple things, right? So we use cloud providers, right? Mm -hmm. The cloud providers have redundancy data centers, redundancy mm -hmm. geographic locations. So they're taking care of all that. So our business can stay up and running no matter what happens right here in my house at Richmond, Texas. Yeah. And if, yeah. And if you look at the bigger companies, they also have plans to handle any type of disaster. They typically have remote operations. They have the ability to move their data centers around. They have ability to bring in uh, people, uh, if, even if that's contract labor, they have, uh, you know, uh, medical, uh, emergency medical supplies yep. available, even maybe EMTs. Um, they may even have contracts with companies to move their people around the world, but that's the big companies. Smaller companies can take advantage of a lot of the same stuff okay. too, because the cost of a lot of this has come down dramatically um, mm -hmm. because technology has made everything much simpler and easier to get a hold of. So, you know, once again, if you run a smaller company, you need to come here. You need to understand what tools and processes yep. are available to you. And it's not just for the big guys, right? The smaller companies, the mid-sized companies need to have a plan in place, but that plan needs to be actionable. And then Kyle, one of the things I've seen, <laughs> um, and I've seen this with very large companies and I've seen this with small companies is they have a plan, but they never practice it. They never Amen. actually flip the switch, right? Yes. So one of the things that we're doing at the conference is we're bringing the, the, 
people and the companies together to help you practice whatever yep. it is that you need in your business continuity plan. And that could be very simple stuff to very um, yep. st uh, scary stuff. Things I mean, like active shooters. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, um, uh, you know, this is um, March actually, 28th. We yeah. just had an active shooter uh, happen in the U.S. When, where was it? In uh, I think uh, – I haven't been on the uh, been yeah. watched much. I think it was what we, Nashville, but forgive me if I'm, I'm not correct on that. Anyway, but yeah, we just had one happen. Um, and the details haven't been released yet, but I promise you that in today's world, your company needs to have a plan on how to address an active shooter. Yep. Same way, uh, if you're if you're a large company, and it's those these are type of things that people don't like to talk about because no. they're uncomfortable. But you have to do it. And so we're bringing all the resources together in one place for one day yep. at one time for you to learn how to, do, to make sure that your business stays up, that your people stay safe and profits keep rolling in. Um, and, and you know, nobody has done this as far as we know. And definitely mm -hmm. nobody has done this with a focus on the energy industry. No. And, you know, like, oh, so you talk about about testing it. You know, I remember when I was a uh, sysadmin, that was one of my big things. I wanted to do a regular quarterly disaster recovery plan. And, you know, my wife hated me doing it. But, you know, what it meant is, you know, I just stay late on a Friday and I wait till about eight or nine o'clock when everyone's kind of cleared out in the office. And I literally just yank the plug on our, uh, our server rack and hope and pray that things go well. But it wasn't so much hope and prayer because it was we have taken the time to put all these systems in place and then you monitor and test it and things like that. But, you know, I remember how much time it took for me to come up with that plan and develop it. I mean, we're talking about a year of prep work before I'm able to do that test and pull the plug. And man, wouldn't it be great if someone could have the opportunity to sit down with someone that has some of this IT security experience and say, hey, how, how can we help out things at, at our shop how can we better prepare and then same thing for you know we, we think about natural disasters real common and uh we're, we're going to be putting out a lot of free content coming up to the conference and especially for folks that are there but one of them's gonna be a, a, a hurricane contingency plan it's like okay well when we see there's a storm in the gulf like at what point do we need to say you know maybe i need to do something about it so we've got a five-day plan. Every time you see that there's a storm it's supposed to hit you in five days, we start acting on it. Now, God will, and it goes five, four, nope, didn't need to do anything. Five, four, nope, didn't need to do anything. But eventually, we're going to get down to that one day before, and we know everything that needs to get uh, get done and completed. And yeah, uh, yeah. you know, you talk about active shooter. Like, this was something uh, the church we were attending before COVID. Like, this was something that we actually sat down and had plans on and contingencies for us. You know, God forbid, uh, you know, some hothead comes in here having a, you know, whether it's problems with life or whatever the case is, and they've decided that this is the solution to their problems. Well, how are we going to keep folks safe? How, how are we going to manage this situation? And that's, that's what risk mitigation is. That's what contingency planning is. That's what business continuity is all kind of various terms for, uh, for the same idea. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, I promise you, in this conference, there are many, many experts there that can help you figure this mm -hmm. stuff out. If you've never done this, you're going to miss something, right? Yep. So why stake your business, your revenue, your people's safety on you making sure you cover everything? Come to the conference where the experts are so that Amen. everything is covered and so that Amen. you actually know what you have to worry about and, what, and more importantly, what you don't have to worry about. Yes, yeah, and because it's it's going to be very different for every organization. It's not like there's any such thing as a cookie cutter solution here. Um, you know, you talk about uh, putting everything in the cloud. This was a decision that uh, we had to make with Texas Quality about 2015, 2016, is I had the opportunity to actually buy a lot of our uh, server space. Uh, there was a uh, 
yeah, had an opportunity, like I say, it was kind of one of these uh, the data centers. And I had a chance to buy several of those server racks and get everything connected. And I like the idea. It means long-term, a lot less cost, a lot more control over everything. But ultimately, we made the decision to put everything in Microsoft 365 because it lowers our, our month-to-month risk. You know, same thing, talking about connectivity. I don't have to worry about, you know, backup bandwidth solutions and things of that nature. I, I know it's there. I know it's handled. I know it's cared for. And we still have our backup solutions and whatnot in place. But it works well. Yeah. So, hey, Microsoft, you need to come get a booth because we are also at Office 365 <laughs> shop for yes. those exact same reasons. Yes. So we let Microsoft manage all that risk. And it allows me to sleep at night knowing that no matter what happens, my team from anywhere in the world, as long as they have Internet access, can access our install and access yep. all the files and documents that we need safely and securely. That's a peace of mind. So, yeah, Microsoft, you need to get boost space. <laughs> amen. Amen. Um, so, you know, some of the other topics we're going to be talking about. So obviously, you know, we're going to be talking about natural disasters. I think that kind of goes without uh, saying uh, workplace violence, active shooter. I'm going to talk about physical security, cybersecurity. You know, it it uh, it kind of kills me when I, I go do some of these uh, visits because, you know, we do the quality management work and and I get to go see a lot of different shops. And the inner geek in me just wants to scream every time I see a server rack that is not behind a locked door. Yep. It just absolutely just uh, irks me because I'm not saying even granted that makes it, it much more likely for someone to do something nefarious intentionally be destructive. But you also get a lot of curious folks. You get someone who spills their coffee walking next to the closet. This crap can happen. Um, and so it's just it stuff that folks happen. don't think about. It does happen. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, all sorts of stuff can happen, but uh, we'll be talking about, uh, you know, things for emergency preparedness. Now, if for any of our safety clients, they know that this is something we push, but it shouldn't only be for our occupational health and safety clients have to worry about emergency preparedness, like basic things. Again, God willing, you never have to worry about it. But do you have a muster point selected? Yep. Have you actually done a drill to see how long it takes you to get your people there? You know, one of the fun things I used to love to do is I, I never told anyone when the drill was coming. It was just a couple of the managers that knew. But I would go out into the shop and I'd find someone and be like, look, um, when we do the drill today, which you can't say anything about, I want you to sneak off to the bathroom and we're going to see if anyone finds you. We're going to see if anyone notices that you're you're not here. Um, and I'd you know buy them lunch or something if uh, if they managed to get left behind. Uh, just because I wanted a good test of, hey, are we aware of these issues that uh, that come up? Um, and the same thing, talking about uh, crisis management, you know, um, environmental response. I mean, this is becoming a, more and more of a, a big deal these days. It's like, well, what are our environmental risks? And again, I'm not saying that you have to be ready for ISO 14001 certification for this stuff to matter, but really, what are your environmental risks? Uh, do you have any chemicals in your facility that, God forbid, someone hits with a forklift? Maybe we need to have a plan in place of how to clean this up ahead of time. Um, yeah. You know, just imagine you get a, a, a drum full of sulfuric acid and, and some goober hits it with a forklift. Yeah. Do you want to have any clue what to do? Yeah. 
know, and the other thing, Kyle, is you also need to have a crisis communication plan. In today's mm -hmm. social media heavy world, if somebody hits that drum of sulfuric acid with a forklift and the news finds out, oh, the public perception could destroy your company overnight. How do you communicate that, right? Mm -hmm. um, if yeah. you have a decent sized organization, I've always said 10 people or more. One of your people should have um, emergency medical training. I'm not saying they need mm -hmm. to be a paramedic, but one mm -hmm. of your people needs to know basic CPR, how to stop bleeding mm -hmm. and, until help gets there. And it's all stuff that you can plan for that's not expensive. Um, but if you mm -hmm. don't do it when you need it, it won't be there. Yeah. And look, Lord knows that I have spent countless hours looking for some of these vendors before. And, you know, I think that's what's going to be so awesome about this conference is it's going to be a chance to get in front of a lot of folks that can provide solutions in a lot of different areas. But, you know, what you're talking about with, uh, you know, crisis management, it's, it, one of the things that's funny when uh, we go through consultation projects with folks is the number one, what our clients consider useless procedure is a communications procedure. Like Kyle, we're a small shop. There's only 20 of us. There's 50 of us, or even one client's got like 150 folks. Like seriously, we, we need a communications procedure. We all know how this stuff works. Every procedure talks about communication within it. I'm like, yes, but we need a summary communications procedure. And in that procedure, one of the things we need to say is who is and who isn't allowed to talk to public officials, right. who is and who isn't allowed to talk to news and media. Right. I mean, it could turn into a nasty, you could take a bad situation and turn it absolutely horrible and be on the nightly news in a heartbeat these days. Yeah. And then post whatever the event is happened, you can set yourself up in a bad place legally if you yeah. don't have this planning in place. And once again, let's hope you never need it. But if you need Amen. it, make sure that you have it, make sure it's rehearsed. And the other thing we're doing, which I think is cool, is we're having a bunch of, of, of vendors that are coming in, a bunch of exhibitors that have tools and processes to help with anything and everything imaginable. However, we're not going to allow them to try to sell you anything. What yeah. they're going to do is they're going to educate. So what mm -hmm. we're hoping is as you come as an attendee, you get to yep. learn all the different yep. uh, offerings that are out there, how they get put together. Um, how you'd want to put together your plan for your company or, and, and when I say company, this may also be your household. Um, yeah. you know, I, I live in Richmond, Texas. We had a tornado touchdown not that long ago and, yep. and my, my teenage son hates this, but we practice not very yeah. often, twice a year. We practice mm -hmm. what happens if there's a hurry, a tornado that hits close, right? Yeah. Where's the safest room in the house? How do we get there? How do we make sure the whole family's there? Um, yep. so, so, so come to the conference, learn, yep. you're not going to be sold to, um, yeah. We're gonna have a lot of fun, um, and it's going to be something that's super valuable to you in the in the in the future for both you personally, your company, your employees, your family, um, and we're just trying to make sure that we give back in a way that's um, educational. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna be mm -hmm. uh, it's in September in uh, Pasadena, yeah, um, right in the heart of the petrochemical um, <laughs> industry. That's so if fun. you work in downstream, you know, uptime is critically important to what mm -hmm. you do. You can't quit producing product or you lose money. Make sure you're yep. there as well. Yeah, no, I mean, and what here's, you know, so, so some fun stuff about it too, is we're going to have a couple of uh, different tiers for, uh, for tickets. We're going to have what we call the, uh, the VIP uh, pass. The very cool thing about that is for the VIP passes, you're going to get a chance to sit down in a, a much smaller setting, much smaller group. Cause I think we've all tried to do the Q and a, and you know, you, you raise your hand, you're one of, you know, handful that you know never get selected or maybe your answer is only like 10 15 seconds long you really just wanted to dig a little bit more out of it because these folks know what they're talking about 
So we're going to have that chance for you to uh, be a part of uh, a, a smaller group setting to really ask some of those uh, questions and a, a closer to a one-on-one -on -one type uh, type conversation. Um, again, this is just something like I've never seen before. It's kind of like when uh, we started building the QMS software at TQA Cloud, I said, look, I want to build the software I wish I'd had years ago. And I think that's kind of what we're doing with this conference. It's like, okay, let's take all of the great things that we always kind of wished we'd had. Let's see what we can package into and bundle bundle in here um, in here together. Yeah. So I think it's going to be cool. Yeah, if you've gone to conferences, um, you know that a lot of times the most valuable part of the conference is the talk in the hallways in between the mm -hmm. sessions, right? Mm -hmm. So we're trying to turn it on its head and we're trying to make this entire conference the talk in the hallways mm -hmm. between sessions, right? Yep. Um, yep. We want it to be super valuable. Once you walk away, it's very valuable information. Nobody's going to try to sell you anything and it's going to help you be prepared once again, both personally and for your business. Yep. Um, you know, if you're a one-man shop or if you're a, you know, $10 billion year company, you need to be there. It is. I mean, and it's so true that all of the requirements for these large organizations that we would typically think about, they still apply for every small business out there. And anyone that's listening to this podcast, you know, me for any period of time, like I am super passionate about small business. I mean, it is the absolute backbone of our American economy in this way of life that we all live. And, you know, a small business, I think we all know they can pivot and turn and, and change so much uh, more rapidly than larger organization. But it also means that you are at higher risk for some of these issues than a large organization that perhaps has the cash that they could throw at something if right. necessary. Small business, the the wrong mistake in the wrong time, that, that can really put you out. I know when COVID hit, um, it was not just crazy for us, but it was like in that first month, um, we lost virtually, because we've got a lot of clients that are just annual internal audit, and they disappeared immediately. By the end of the year, we realized that a third of our uh, customer base which is almost exclusively small business they were out either they were shut down or operations paused for some period of time or they got merged into a larger organization but a third of them within that first year are just gone never to be heard of or from again and the endless type of stuff we want to want to be able to help folks prevent and, and mitigate um, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the pandemic and the pandemic response. The other thing is what we all learned through the pandemic is that government adds some assistance, but you need to be able to to to, to protect your own and, and keep your own business up and running. So yep. we actually also have financial experts there to talk about planning for catastrophes, mm -hmm. understanding that the government aid will come eventually, but it may not be there right away. No. And, you know, after all of us going through that, to your point, there's so many companies that had uh, no financial planning for crisis management, and they were caught unaware. And quite frankly, the cash flow disappeared, and they disappeared. And there's yeah. ways to plan to keep that from happening. There's even insurance policies for that. And we're going to have all of that at our Energy Continuity Conference. Yeah, no, it's going to be awesome. And, you know, we, we talk about in the quality management world, this whole idea of a PDCA, Plan Do Check Act. So it's, it's so oftentimes just kind of one of these intellectual ideas. We never really try to put boots to the ground on it. But that's really what this is, is this is a chance to, to sit down and really kind of think about it and plan out, well, what are the significant risks to our organization and which ones of those need mitigation? I mean, this is all uh, risk management is anyways in the, the world that we live in for, you know, compliance consultation is you just have to identify like what are the terrible things that could do us in 
and what's likelihood of these things happening, which ones do we need to have a plan in place for? And again, it's going to be different for every single uh, person that comes to visit, but I think it's really going to be uh, really going to be amazing. Kind of an example of how different it is. Okay. So you're talking about the uh, hurricane drill uh, that you'll do at home or not hurricane, sorry, tornado. So we were discussing this uh, recently as well. We moved out uh, to the country here about a year ago and we are eight miles down a dirt road, right? If power goes out, we're up a creek for a while. It may be two or three weeks before someone can get the poles and the lines replaced. So we've got a small home generator set up. Now, it's not a, a fancy solution where it automatically trips and turns back on, but we've got a little work instruction written out of, hey, power goes out step by step. Here's what you do. Here's how you get it hooked up. Here's how you go. So we'll be without power for about an hour. Um, and then uh, tornadoes. So we actually have realized that we've got a little bit of work to do on planning for this at home ourselves because uh, our 14 uh, year old is actually we've got a small guest house on the property. And so he was sharing a bedroom with his brother. And that wasn't working real well. So we kicked him out to the guest house, which look, if I was a 14 year old, man, that'd be the coolest freaking thing in the world. Right. I got my own house at 14. Um Okay, so we're talking like, well, there's a tornado. I know what I'm going to do for the little ones, but what about the big one? Where's he going to go? What are we going to do? So we've got some things to figure out there, but it's the same process at the workplace. Is you got to sit down and think, well, what actually would we do? Let's just run that scenario in our head real quick. Let's say power goes out for, for a day and, and we can't get it restored. What impact does that have on our business? What do we have to keep going? You know, how important is uh, is continuous production? You know, maybe we've got uh, an alternate facility that we could spin up production levels on or, or whatever the case may be. But these are the things that you've got to sit down and, and really think about and plan about. And I don't know about everyone, but, uh, you know, I know for myself is it's so much easier to do these planning sessions when I've got other folks to bounce ideas off of. Yep. I mean, the other thing is, I want to be crystal clear here. This <laughs> conference is just not for business continuity people, right? I would think anybody that leads a team, anybody that's yep. in operations, you need to be at, at this conference. Um, everybody's role is important when something bad happens. And yeah. the more minds and eyes you have on the problem, to Kyle's point, the more the easier it is that you can adapt to whatever's going on and making sure that everything stays safe um, yeah. and that, that business keeps up and running. So this is not for business continuity experts. This is for anybody that oh, yeah. runs a team, anybody that's in operations. Um, yep. you, you need to be there to learn from, from, from the experts. Yeah, no, absolutely. Learn from the experts, learn from the other folks that are there. Let's just get a chance to open up some dialogue, open up some conversations, and hopefully you can find some folks that can help you solve a problem. But even if not, God willing, hopefully you can just glean enough useful information to go put some changes in place in your organization and see the benefit that comes from it. Um, mm -hmm. So again, I, I'm super excited about this. Again, when we do our consultation work, this is one of the most difficult pieces is sitting down and doing this risk evaluation, this risk assessment, really what could go wrong? How are we going to respond to it? And a bigger question, and this is a hard one to answer is yes, it's a risk. Does it merit mitigation? Yes yep. or no. Not every risk merits mitigation. Yep. And so again, this is going to be that chance to kind of sit down and do it, but this is that whole process, you know, in action. Um, so it's, it's going to be really cool. So Mark, who else uh, so far is involved in this? So obviously we've got Texas quality assurance, OGGN, but you got some other kind of big name folks that are already involved in supporting and helping out here. Yeah. Shout out to national oil Varco. They're going to be there. 
Um, um, it looks like um, Ford is going to be there with uh, one of their F-150 Lightnings as a as a, cool. <laughs> as, a, as a way to mitigate loss of electricity. Yeah. Right? It's really cool. uh, we have some other big companies I can't mention yet that are, yeah. are going to be there. But um, it's just the other thing I want to say is it's also going to be fun. You know, this uh-huh. subject can be a little dark and heavy. Yes. We're going to have a good time. We're going to be doing yes. live podcasts. We're going to have Roman reporters. We're going to have great foods. We're going to have a cocktail hour. Um, maybe we even do a session on how to mitigate your employees risk at a cocktail hour, you know, we're going to have a good time with this. So you're going to learn a lot. It's going to be yep. educational. It's good for you and your business, but we're going to have fun. You're going to yep. be able to network with your peers, especially in the energy industry. So yeah. a lot more value, uh, at it than you would think. Um, just come by, um, yep. you know, it's, it's not a whole bunch of money. It's our first year of doing this. Uh, we want you to uh, come help us shape the program. So, um, you know, buy a ticket, buy an exhibitor spot. Uh, let us know. Uh, the other thing is, if you do grab an exhibitor spot, we're actually uh, recording podcasts with the exhibitors. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give the exhibitors access to our global audiences yeah. for free. Yep. Right? Yep. 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 So, so like I said, it's going to be a lot of fun. It even is. though the subject can be a little dark at times, we're going to take it and, and make it valuable and useful to you. Well, so how can folks uh, find out about it? Where can they go to uh, either sign up to attend or sign up to uh, to exhibit? Boy, that was a perfect segue, Kyle. <laughs> Energy Continuity Conference. Hey, we've not done this a few times now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure Kyle will put the link everywhere. But yep. yeah, EnergyContinuityConference.com. Come join us. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really really valuable and good time. No, this is cool. I'm looking forward to it. I, again, this is just kind of one of those topics that's so hard to address. And like you say, sometimes, yeah, it is kind of such a dark topic. And we just actively choose to not think about it because we know that there's a higher likelihood I'm going to get that deal tomorrow or, you know, going to repair that equipment instead rather than think about, well, you know, what if a worst case scenario happens? But I think the modern world is showing us more and more frequently that worst case scenarios happen more and more frequently than ever. And I don't mean that as to like scare tactics to scare folks to come to the conference, but unfortunately it's, it's true. Stuff um, happens and you have yeah. to be prepared to deal with it. Bottom line. Yep. So this will be great, man. I uh, am looking forward to uh, looking forward to getting it done. Looking forward to taking part in, uh, you know, some of these uh, future podcasts, which I think is going to be such a cool idea. So getting each one of, uh, you know, the, the speakers and exhibitors to, on there to kind of talk about what they do, the niche that they help out in. Just tons and tons of great content to, uh, to help folks out moving forward. So um, if you want to find out more about the conference again i'll have all of the uh the info below um definitely if you love these podcasts you need to check out uh what they're doing with the oggn uh, gosh y'all got what like four hundred and fifty thousand shows now i mean it's it's we gotta, we, y'all got like 15 20 different shows going on that that i know of i think we have so. 16 as of today with two more launching in may with five more launching this year <laughs> there you go there you go yeah. so no th- these guys are awesome um again just lots of fun stuff i'm looking forward to it man mark thank you for your time here um this uh it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be awesome it, i, gonna I be think awesome. we can do a lot of good for a lot of folks here yeah thank you for having me on kyle awesome y'all take care guys see ya All right, that's it. So again, I will make certain that we've got all of the information posted when the podcast here goes out. If you want to find out more about the Energy Continuity Conference, if you just want to find out more about how to manage risk within your business, give us a call. Check out some of our other videos on YouTube. Not even a plug for for paid consultation here. Like we 
try so hard to get a lot of very useful, helpful information out there for you for free. I was a quality manager before myself. I know how difficult it is to go find this information, source it, find what's good versus what's out there just for plugs on the internet or obviously overly intellectual and not really useful for small business. So again, we want to make certain that we can get the tools and resources you need so that you can save time and energy for what matters most. So with that, I am out and I uh, hope you all have a, a great day.